Welcome to ADHD Love Parent Talk, episode 53. The co-parenting piece is a tough piece because depending on the reason for your separation or divorce, it can seem so personal to you and it can seem so upsetting or so unfair and unjust. And in the ADHD world, fairness is so important. Something seeming fair or how people treat you, it's not fair, right? So I think it's important to understand that as personal as it is to you as the mom, that it's not for the kids. Your mom, he's dad, that's all they need. They need you both to love them. They need you both to show up for them. They need you to support them. They don't need to know the garbage that's going on between the two of you. Hello, and welcome to the ADHD Love Parent Talk podcast. If you felt like you have been walking your path alone as an adult with ADHD, or as a parent with children with ADHD, you are finally home. I interview parents and professionals, including doctors, coaches, educators, and so much more so you can not only learn more information about ADHD, I also want you to have tools that you can put in your toolbox as you're going through your journey. Hey, my ADHD family, welcome to another episode of ADHD Love Parent Talk, where we talk about all things ADHD. Today, my guest is Natalie, and we actually had a wonderful conversation previously, and I asked her back because she had actually changed her platform. And so I'm going to actually put the, um, the link above so that way you can hear the conversation that we had. It was mostly around ADHD and how she was working with her daughter through those situations. So I'm so excited to have Natalie back. So Natalie, welcome. Thank you so much, Akini. I loved being on the last time. So I'm just delighted that you asked me back to share sort of my new niche and platform with you. Yeah. And I think your niche is so important just because it's close to home for me. But before Mm -hmm. we get into it, so for those who hadn't seen the other video, can you just tell them a little bit about you? Okay. Uh, Obviously, my name is Natalie Nolan, and I'm a life coach specializing in ADHD. Had done my life coaching through ADCA or the ADD Coaching Academy a few years back. And I guess sort of how my whole journey with ADHD started was back when my older daughter was in grade seven, she really started to struggle in school and socially, you know, she was being bullied and stuff. And by grade eight, she decided she wanted to change schools. So we changed her schools. She got really, really depressed. And so she ended up um, in the hospital and they had put her on some antidepressants. And then through the antidepressants, what happened was she ended up going into sort of a, um, what do they call that? A pseudomania or something like that? Hypomania. Mm -hmm. So what happened was the special education and resource teacher at the school had asked me if she had ADHD because apparently that is what can happen with antidepressants for some with ADHD. So we decided to take her off the medication and then get, you know, get her a psychoeducational assessment. Mm -hmm. And sure enough, we ended up finding out that she had ADHD. Uh, among other diagnoses, of course, the usual comorbidities of anxiety and depression as well were there as well. And so 
you know, of course, I wanted to find out everything I could to support my child about ADHD. And so, of course, I started reading books. I started to listen to podcasts, watch videos. I really loved joining the different summits or the ADHD Palooza every year and just, you know, listening to and seeing a bunch of different people speak on the subject. So then my friend asked me to go to a support group. So I joined a support group for my daughter and I met the coach that ran it, Donna Hunter. And uh, she ended up, I ended up hiring her for my daughter and for myself. And then I went to a conference with her in Atlanta and it was like, wow. I mean, you know, everybody you met just understood. They got it. You, you felt so validated and it was just such an incredible experience. And that was sort of when I started to understand how much, how important it was to me and that I wanted to, you know, do more. And so that's when I decided to take the ADHD life coaching through ADCAP. And so then, yeah, since then, you know, I had just barely gotten started in it. And then I started to go through my divorce. And so I kind of stood back from coaching people. I sort of kept up my platform and I decided to sort of start sharing my story of, you know, my divorce and and all the different things that I was going through along the way. Mm-hmm. And um, I had a therapist. I still have a therapist. And then I also um, joined a support group. I think I I find support groups so important yeah. to be able to be around other people that know what you're going through. And then you develop this camaraderie and this sisterhood you know, where you can support each other and you cheer each other on and you're there for their bad days was so important. So I joined support group for separation. Uh, It was called, it's called the separation club. And her name's Elizabeth Parsons is the coach that runs it. And uh, I took courses through her as well for myself personally. And um, yeah, so that's sort of what's kind of brought me to where I am now is I just decided that, you know, I felt that there was a need for a a coach support Mm -hmm. for separation and divorce uh, for, for women. And, you know, the need to help those, not just like for people, for women going through divorce or separation, but also for for women that have ADHD or executive function issues for other reasons, just because I think that divorce, you know, when you enter that world, it's like a tsunami hits you. Yeah. There's so many changes that are happening so fast. Mm -hmm. So many things come at you. You have all these tasks that you need to take care of within a certain amount of time. And for those that have ADHD, that is overwhelming. That can be overwhelming, downright debilitating to the point where you can't even start. And I mean, I was definitely there at one point for sure. For yeah. sure. So before we go um, dive in deep, so I want to break this down a little bit. So the okay. ADHD piece. So how important do you think it is for people to really understand their ADHD? You know, just to help them grow and help them learn how it could affect 
whatever other situation that they're going through. How important is that? I think it's very important, actually. Um, There's sort of two sides to that, but, you know, not that we love to label people or label ourselves, but I think that it's, it's so important to know it and to better understand how your brain works or is wired Mm -hmm. so that you can work with it and not against it and not beat yourself up over it. Because I think that if you don't understand it, it's just this constant sort of banging your head into a wall, you know, where you're just always upset with yourself. You know, why, why can I do this? Or, and that I can't story is just become so massive, you know, even, you know, from obviously when you were younger, from, you know, how your teachers dealt with you, how your parents dealt with you, siblings, friends, it can really help to snowball from a little ball into a big ball by the time you're an adult. And that I can't story can be massively huge in your life. And so to, to understand, you know, how your brain works and how to approach things, you know, especially in, in the world of divorce, even, you know, just to how the tools and the strategies mm-hmm. to do all those different tasks that right. you need to do within a certain amount of time. Right. It's so helpful. Very, very helpful. And the, yeah, I think that is so important. And obviously I didn't know my brain or what was going on before I got divorced, but I just remember the overwhelming feeling of having to do all those tasks and having to put things in place. And it was really, really hard. Now, if I'd known my brain a little bit before then, would I have handled things a little bit differently? I think so. And I, I probably would have also been a little bit more patient with myself too. Mm. So yeah, so I do think the ADHD piece is really important. So you're about to talk about how can knowing for other people, and I talked about it, it could have helped me, but how could knowing that they have ADHD help them through the process of divorce? That's a good question. I think that, you know, by knowing that you have ADHD, then you, hopefully you will know your areas of strength mm-hmm. and your areas that need, need improvement or need support might even be a better way to describe it you know so the areas of the strengths you know the strengths can help you to do what you need to do in those areas of strength I guess that's a terrible way to put it but and then the areas that you know need improved or you need support on Mm -hmm. to sort of be compassionate with yourself Mm -hmm. and to not be afraid to ask for support or to not be afraid to accommodate yourself in any way you can. I mean, I know for myself, I had, you know, you had to admit, okay, look, I'm, I'm, I'm a human being. I'm not a robot. I can't, not that I want to say I can, but I know that I'm not going to be able to do all of this myself. Like it's just not humanly possible to do all of this myself. Where can I get help? what areas do I need help in? And then the areas that I knew I, I had to do it myself, you know, like when you're purging your house and, you know, cleaning it and getting it, you, I mean, you can get help with that, but being able to go through things and knowing what to keep and what to throw out and all that, it is kind of on you to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. So I had to organize myself. I mean, I had the benefit of the fact that 
I knew I was going to have issues in certain areas. And I already knew because I was a life coach specializing in ADHD that I was going to need to approach doing things in a certain way. As an example, you know, I could write lists like once upon a time, writing lists were awesome for me. But this, there was so much stuff for my list that that was too overwhelming. Like I'm staring at this big giant list, pages and pages of stuff. Where do I start, right? How do I prioritize this? How do I organize myself? So I started using mind maps Mm -hmm. and it made a huge difference for me. So I knew, okay, I'm going to use mind maps. And then I did each little thing in each little bubble and told myself, you're only going to deal with one bubble at a time. And it was so much more helpful for me. So much more helpful. You know, so I think it's important to know if you know that you have ADHD to understand where you're going to need some support in. And, you know, what does that look like? Can you delegate it? Is is there professional help that you can hire? You know, I hired painters. I hired, toward the end, I hired some professional cleaners. I hired a handyman because at the time, you know, my spouse had done all the handy stuff in the house. There wasn't a lot that I necessarily knew how to do. And I didn't have the luxury of time to learn it. I, you know, since then, since moving into this house, there's been a lot of stuff that I've been trying to take on myself and learn, you know, like putting together furniture and things like that. Yeah. And um, changing furnace filters and, you know, all that stuff that you never really thought about before. Right. And you have to understand it's okay to ask for help. I think that's a hard part sometimes is understanding to either ask for help or how can you give yourself help by accommodating how you learn or how you process or how much time you're going to need to carry out certain tasks, how you're going to carry out those tasks. Yeah. I love that. that. I'd absolutely love that because that's what we have in common as people with ADHD is the asking for help piece, right? We want to put Mm -hmm. things on our shoulders and going through a stressful situation like that, that is the last thing that you want to do is try to put everything on your shoulder. So those things that you don't know how to handle, getting that help is so important, especially Mm -hmm. in the healing process. So what should be that first step when they just got their divorce? What should be that first step for them as they're moving through the process? Um, I would say I had written down a couple of things here for that one. Um, I think one of the first things was to sort of make a plan, to make a plan. I think there's a lot you need to know about the legal process. I think that the more you arm yourself with and educate yourself with knowledge surrounding the legal process, if that's a direction you're going in, you know, then that's very, very important because I think that it can really help to reduce a lot of fear and anxiety. Yeah. There's so much uncertainty and unknowns when it comes to, okay, you're now separated and where's this going? Where am I going? Where am I going to live? Like there's a million questions that race through your brain and terrify you. 
And I think that the more you can arm yourself with knowledge and uh, the more you can try to make a plan is so helpful. If you can't do it yourself, that is when it's so helpful to whether you have a loved one that can help you or obviously a a coach uh, or a therapist, you know, I think the coaches are really great with, with the, like, especially this organizational piece, the strategies, the tools, uh, mindfulness, you know, meditation, then helping you look at your barriers, which often can be your false, a lot of your false beliefs or the stories that you've brought forward from childhood as a person with ADHD. You know, I know for me, I had a huge, huge, and it's still there. I mean, it's not like it 100% goes away. You just learn how to sort of talk it down better is the I can't story. And so for me, that was huge. I mean, that that for me, I think, is was a huge thing in even leaving my marriage. There was so much fear in the unknown and I didn't like, I didn't, you know, you don't think you can make it on your own and all these different things. So I, you know, just dealing with all these little things is so important. So like the plan and then get help and accommodate yourself if necessary. Another piece is the grief. Like I put in one of my posts, you know, you once had this family portrait that's now like just a blank canvas, right? It's a redo and you have to grieve the loss of that. You you have to allow yourself to grieve the loss of that. Understand that that's going to be a natural part of the process Mm -hmm. and, you know, but not live there, but not live there is important. And then I think the next piece, you know, especially for moving forward is focusing on yourself. I think that what can be a a hard part is to get stuck in shame and blame and to see yourself as a victim and to see your divorce as a failure. And, you know, when you can change your mindset surrounding that and you start to stop focusing on all that your spouse may have done or not done or how they contributed to the the dissolution of your marriage. You have to bring it back to yourself. Focus on yourself, you know, focus on, as I like to say, sort of, um, you know, you reclaim yourself and you then rebuild yourself as well. You know, I think that with ADHD, especially, there can be a lot of women that poured themselves into their families and they overpleased mm. and they neglected themselves, you know, and, the, and and so over time, you kind of lose bits and pieces of yourself along the way. And so when you get separated or divorced, it's a really great time to bring that back to yourself and start looking at you and what do you want? You know, who are you? 
What do you want? What do you like to do? You know, what hobbies can you pick up? What are some things that you always wanted to do, but you felt like your life, some of that kind of held you back? You know, what adventures and new experiences do you want to have? I mean, I think there's so many wonderful things that you can focus on rather than focusing on what was and all the you know negative things about your ex and the hurt and you're going to have that you're going to have that that's part of the grieving process what is great is to learn how to move beyond that and to not live there if that makes sense no it makes perfect sense i remember when i was going through the divorce proceedings and my i don't i can't remember if it was my pastor at the time but someone said it's like death right i mean because mm -hmm. you've lost you've lost a piece of you at that time regardless if it's good or bad situation when i say good or bad regardless if it was a really bad situation or an amicable breakup you're still losing a big piece of yourself for a moment right so the grieving process for me was so important to get through. So um, I just wanted to be able to own those emotions and those feelings so then I could process them. And I wanted to work with the right people. Getting a therapist really helped mm -hmm. me. And so, you know, those things were so important to me. But the reality is there's some people that continue to grieve. It could be mm -hmm. five, six, seven years later, mm -hmm. and they're still mm -hmm. struggling with that divorce, still struggling with doing things on their own. What would your advice be if it has been many years later and your partner has moved on? How do you try to get through that process? That's a very good question. I think that it's very individual as well, right? I mean, there's so many different reasons why some women can really struggle to not move on beyond their separation or divorce. You know, I think there can be many, many reasons for that. I think the type of uh, relationship that they have with their spouse post separation or divorce can impact that if it's not a, a, an amicable one and very toxic. I think that that can really be hard. I think that, you know, the mental health piece as well, I think that, you know, if there's mental health involved, like depression, if you're looking at depression or some really big stuff, then I think a therapist is very, very helpful for that so that you can look at what's holding you back. Because sometimes I think that they don't even necessarily know why they're holding on, right? Right. I think that obviously coaches as well are going to be helpful, providing there isn't a huge mental health piece involved with it. I think that coaches could be very helpful because they, you know, they partner up with you to help, you know, you know, to try and look forward rather than look backward and to help you, like I said, reclaim yourself. Maybe, you know, these women are still not understanding the importance of getting their needs met, you know, maybe they're still putting themselves last and still, you know, because even this is a huge piece, even once you're separated or divorced 
and you're now with your kids all the time, if there's certain things you haven't learned along the way, mm-hmm. especially let's say boundaries, then whether the spouse is there or not, those boundary issues are going to show up with the kids too. And then you're going to be struggling with that as well. And if you're still not putting yourself first, you're still putting yourself last, you're just going to be constantly in a state of overwhelm and burnout, really. And then if, if you know, the, the personal work, it can really impact your self-esteem and your self-worth. You know, I mean, your self-worth, I mean, I know for me, you know, when I done the work, I noticed I... I had self-worth issues even before I got married and I've really had to stare at them in the face Mm -hmm. with my separation in order to move forward. I needed to better understand that because understanding your self-worth and your self-respect is so important because if you don't work on that piece and understand it, that's just going to keep showing up in your life. It's going to show up with your kids. It's going to show up with the men that you date. It's going to show up with the type of friends that you have. It's going to show up with your, you know, extended family members and how they treat you because you teach people how to treat you. So if you haven't worked on that piece, then it's just going to keep showing up and showing up in your life until you face it. I love that. I love that. So is there any other advice, tips, tricks that you have for the audience about ADHD and divorce? Um, I think one thing that I haven't spoken about too much and I've posted about it on my Instagram is just the the co-parenting piece, the co-parenting piece. We had a little chat about that. And uh, the co-parenting piece is a, a tough piece because depending on the reason for your separation or divorce, it can seem so personal to you and it can seem so upsetting or so unfair and unjust. And in the ADHD world, fairness is so important. Something seeming fair or how people treat you, it's not fair, right? So I think it's important to understand that as personal as it is to you as the mom, that it's not for the kids. Your mom, he's dad, that's all they need. They need you both to love them. They need you both to show up for them. They need you to support them. They don't need to know the garbage that's going on between the two of you. They don't need to know about finances. They don't need to know about any legal stuff. They just need to be left out of it. So the, the, the more you can try to keep that personal peace out and away from the kids, the better it is for them, the healthier it is for them. I think that's really, really important. And then just trying to somehow find your way to being on the same page as well is, you know, is a challenge to try to work through as well, especially if you didn't really, if you were never really on the same page while you were married, it's especially hard when you're getting divorced. 
And then just learning how to navigate that. It's important for the kids. I love that. So if they have any more questions for you, Natalie, how can people reach out to you? Well, they can reach me on my Instagram DM. I have a website, but because I've just changed niches, it's under construction. So I won't even give my website. Uh, So you can DM me on my Instagram, or you can also email me. I believe my email is on my Instagram. If not, I'll check and I'll make sure that it's there. It's Natalie Nolan, life coach, ADHD at gmail.com. I know it's a big, long one. And And what's your Instagram handle? My Instagram handle is ADHD divorce or ADH divorce, ADHD, all capitals, and then I-V-O-R-C-E in lowercase at Instagram. Perfect. And so as far as any resources, are there any resources that you can share, whether it be about ADHD or divorce? I think one thing that was really helpful to me, uh, I read a lot of books, actually. And also, of course, like I said, joining um, support groups. One of my future goals is to actually create my own support group. So if anybody that watching is an, is an interested, then by all means, DM me and I will create one if there's a need for that right now. I had joined the separation club. Um, and then books that I read, I really, um, a newer one that I'm just starting and I haven't, I'm not all the way through it, but I love her work is by Dr. Shafali. It's called A Radical Awakening. Uh, she has also recently gone through a divorce, so it's it's very inspiring. Uh, another one was Didn't See That Coming by Rachel Hollis. Yeah. Untamed by Glennon Doyle was another great book. Uh, some beautiful poetry, very inspiring poetry that I often post on my coaching is by April Green. And uh, she has a few books, Bloom for Yourself, Becoming a Wildflower. And then her recent one is Reaching the Sun. And it's just beautiful work that just can really resonate with you as well. And of course, uh, Gabrielle Bernstein, I love her stuff as well. The universe has your back, um, super attractor. I also really loved, I bought these cards from Amazon and there's different people that do them. I know Gabby Bernstein does them and, uh, Louise Hay, the Hay house and their cards, and they're just these very inspiring cards. Like for Gabby Bernstein, they'd be all about manifestation, you know, manifesting things for yourself. And then the Louise Hay ones were lovely. They were just, just even for a daily inspiration. And somehow you pull that card and they'd always manage to sort of send a message to you that you needed to hear right then and now. And I just found them very, very helpful. I meant to have them here with me and I forgot to put them out. So <laughs> no my worries. Bad. No. So I don't, that's a whole bunch of things anyways. And then for me also music, I found music insanely helpful for me for just to motivate me. You know, sometimes I had my own dance parties in my bedroom. Like, you know, you, you're, you're finding ways back to yourself. You're learning how to embrace being with you. And finding ways to be comfortable with that and to enjoy it so that you don't feel lonely. Mm-hmm. And it, it's really helpful for your mindset. I love that. As well as, Go ahead. sorry, just as well as, like I said, not seeing 
your separation or divorce as a failure. Yes. Seeing it as this new opportunity to experience life sort of on your terms. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's really interesting about the music part. So I went through, it's almost like the different phases, right? So my music, when I first went through the process, it was really sad and depressing. And so I could, you know, get all the feelings out. And then I started to listen to some calm music. And then I started to listen to some dancing music. (laughs) It's just like this whole process. But yeah, music is kind of like my thing. So I may not know names of artists, but I just feel the energy from it. And that really helps too. Yeah. So that's Oh, for sure. I I created like a a huge playlist of very empowering like sisterhood kind of songs yeah. yeah and then I did I then I had very calming music for certain times of the day or my meditation to listen to at night my racing brain I'd have a million things in my head before bed and I would uh, either have to you know write it all down in a journal or I would put meditation on and it would sort of take my brain down a different direction which was really really nice and then um and then even for doing tasks that I just were so mundane and I hated, I would put on really motivational and upbeat songs, you know, to make it fun, yeah. to make it fun. It's a game changer when you do that for yourself, I think. I agree. I agree. Mm-hmm. So thank you, Natalie. That was so wonderful. I'm so excited about this platform because it is really important. Unfortunately, there are so many divorcees out there who need guidance like this. So I thank you for bringing this to the forefront and combining it. I know all your clients won't necessarily have ADHD, but also Mm. combining it with those who have ADHD. So that's important too. So thank you. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you very much for having me. I just want to say one final note was the importance that I think divorce for any woman and I say woman just because of my platform, but for divorce for any woman can already impact their ex- executive function so much because there's so much coming at you right. all at once that can really shut you down. So I think that it can be helpful for any woman mm-hmm. to, you know, if they were to need support for life coaching. Uh, that's why I, I didn't just limit it to ADHD, but I feel having that ADHD piece is so important for the approach as well. But thank you so much for having me. I always enjoy our chats and uh, it's been fun. Thank you. Thank you so much. All right. So everyone that closes another episode of ADHD Love Parent Talk, have a wonderful day. Bye. Bye, Natalie. Bye. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining us on another episode of ADHD Love Parent Talk. If you enjoyed this episode, please do not forget to leave a review and join me as I talk with another exciting guest next week. Have a wonderful day.